Maybe let's just start by getting some perspective, right? We know mining is a cyclical industry driven by a lot of macroeconomic fundamentals, supply, demand, commodity prices, um, and of course, just pressure points in terms of where the businesses are and how they're operating. But your reaction to the Anglo update last Friday seems as though it's uh, really shocked the market. It, I'm, a, I'm amazed because anybody investing in mining knows it's cyclical mm. and they know the more uh should we say metals a company produces the more moving parts you have to watch and the reason companies produce many metals instead of one or two is they don't always fall or go up at the same time and that's why anglos has been such a stable great share great company for 100 years because it's diversified so yes i don't say this often i was shocked I was shocked how much that share price fell on Friday, and I got shocked again today. I wasn't surprised. I was shocked because these metal prices have been falling now for well over a year. All the problems that Anglo-American has getting their coal out and getting their iron ore out has been in every newspaper. Everybody in South Africa knows the problems they're having with Transnet and with the harbors. Mm -hmm. So when the head of Anglo-American, Duncan Wanblad, who's a South African, he's a mining engineer, his father was senior management Anglos. If anyone knows South Africa and mining and Anglos, it's Duncan. And, and when I read what he's issued here, boy, it's, it's a good, well thought out plan. And he's telling the market where the weak points are and what he's doing to counter it. You know, a few job cuts, but big cuts in CAPEX mm-hmm. and, and not really big cuts, right off the bat, but big cuts coming. And we all know if the metal prices go up, then those cuts don't have to happen. But if the metal prices stay down, the cuts will happen. But he's doing what's good for the company, the employees, and the shareholders. So yeah, why the shock? Why is it down 15% in two exactly. days? Overreaction. It's definitely overreaction. I find it intriguing that you say that because I guess this is also another concern that investors typically have, right, Peter, is that is this a level of lack of confidence, not only in their operations, but in the markets that they operate in as well, primarily being South Africa and, of course, some challenges that we see in these South American investments. Yeah, that's that's a good point you raise because if your real weak links are in one country, then it, it could be an indictment on that country. Mm-hmm. And... I know the reverse used to be very true. Our gold shares used to hold up better than the foreign gold shares yeah. because if the gold price went down, our our gold producers here, they had good balance sheets. They had good management, good assets. They had a lot of latitude and the rand would usually weaken. And so when times got tough in the metals, our shares held up pretty well before. But now it is very different. Now they don't operate in a very great environment for investors or miners. You know, they're they're having a battle with the roadways, railways, the electricity. They've got government regulations. They've got community and union issues. So it, it could be, as you said, because their main issues are in South Africa, it's kind of a double whammy. Mm. And that should be a concern, right, Peter? I've spoken to you for decades on end and, you know, there's often been this rhetoric about the mining being the sunset industry uh, because of mechanization, the reduction of uh, uh, ore capacity in the rocks. Um, and now here we are dealing with uh, 
other issues, ancillary issues that are not related to mining operations, but actually required to support it. What's what's your take on, uh, I guess, uh, the infrastructural failures which are really decimating the mining activity we have locally? They are the cause of mining possibly being a sunset industry in this country. This population, sure, yeah. Yeah, this earth we live on has 8, million, 8 billion people growing by the day, and they all want to have a better lifestyle. And you can't have any kind of lifestyle without mining. So if you look at world coal production, world iron ore production, world mm-hmm. copper, aluminum, zinc, nickel, go through all the minerals, it's all-time highs. So there's no way you can say overall mining is a sunset industry. Unfortunately, mining is becoming a sunset industry in South Africa. And we have more economic minerals in Russia and America put together. We are the last country that this should be a sunset industry. So the people on top better be asking some questions. They better be called to account. Government, why are we having a sunset mining industry when the rest of the world is producing more than ever? Hmm. Yes, it's as you mentioned, Eskom Transnet, regulations, infrastructure government. The challenges continue, and I'm a bit concerned here, Peter, as to, you know, what the remainder of the f- outlook does look like. Uh, from Anglo, it's very clear, a quarter percent cut in production. Uh, we're seeing 2024 and 2025 expected to see softer profits. When you take a look at the industry overall in South Africa, uh, what are your expectations for the year ahead? It's going to be tough going. If government woke up tomorrow and said, we want to do everything right it would take a year before they could start fixing the things. And that's if they took off all the shackles and manacles. It would take a year to start showing a turnaround. But until we hear them say that, there's no potential for a turnaround. We have to hear them say it, and we have to see action following within days. Yeah, I'm not optimistic mining in this country for the next 12 months. Unfortunately, neither are the mining companies or the investors. Talk to us about China. Is there any way that they can help us out of this quagmire or is that the challenge that they've got reduced demand and we can't get our product out to them? (laughs) They definitely could help us. And you know what? There's a unique way they can help us because if you saw what the Chinese prime minister did a couple of weeks ago, after 30 plus years of foreign capital piling into his market, Mm -hmm. he finally had more capital leave China than come into China. The first time in 30 years. And boy, he didn't waste time. He got on an airplane and he flew to San Francisco and he met with fund managers. Hey, guys, I want you to invest in China. You shouldn't be slowing down. And he gave them a bunch of reasons why they must put their money back in there. And it shows that's proactiveness. So, yes, China, they are so big, so rich insatiable demand for all minerals they could definitely save us but they're going to save themselves they're going to come here maybe like they did in zambia and they'll say yes we've got the capital we've got the companies that would love your minerals but boy here's our checklist you're going to have to tick all these boxes before we come in Mm. and governments can't even get the trains from china they can't even get the spare parts from china so it shows we don't have a good a very good rapport with our BRIC partner and you've got to have a good rapport with China. You've got to have a good rapport with America. They're the two giants with capital and expertise and demand. So whether you like them or not, you have to have a good rapport with them. 100%. Sure. Peter, it's certainly going to be an interesting year ahead uh, in South Africa with all these complexities that we need to manage. But always a pleasure speaking to you. And thank you so much for your time, sir. 
Thank you. Keep up the good work. You and the whole team. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.